Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. Thongs, unhealthy crash diets, cock rings, and corrupt corporations who lure all the gays in with their logo wrapped in a rainbow. What does all this mean? Oh shit, it's June. Happy Pride Month! This guy that I was out on a date with was asking me if I was bi, or if I adopted, or did I used to be straight. Because those are all the things that straight people have asked me over the years when they find out I have a kid or that I was with a girl or anything that would not be the prime definition of homosexuality that I am today. Oh, fuck. Here we go again. You guessed it, folks. Once again, for the fourth time on the show, we're actually going deep within the My Gay Expose podcast archives into the early beginning episodes and I am roasting myself in the Roast Ronnie series where I actually just read myself for filth. Once upon a time, long, long ago, I actually published episode number four entitled Dear Straight People, an episode that way back in 2020 was aimed at actually telling straight people all the things that we gays get so sick and tired of them asking us or how they treat us or all the things that we actually had to endure while living in their straight world as gay individuals. And you guys, while my mind was in the right place way back then, I have to tell you, going through these actual old episodes and re-listening, oh my God, it just, I am so embarrassed of all of that shit that I did way back when. And honestly, in this Roast Ronnie series, volume four, I will take that old ass episode and actually just completely rip myself to shreds, read myself for filth. And actually in this week's expose, I actually will show you a place where I actually had a viewpoint just two years ago that has completely and entirely changed and shifted over the course of the last two years in such a significant way. So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill and let's roast the actual fuck on my episode number four, Dear Straight People. And you'll see how bad I actually was way back then. You are now listening to My Gay Expose Podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loud-mouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host, popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Dear straight people, I'm about to share with you 
all of the things that you put me through. Some are good, some are bad, some are shameful. Oh my fucking God, no. <laughs> oh my God, this is already getting so fucking painful and we just got started. This is not a fucking good sign, but here we go. Ronnie Washburn here and welcome back to the biggest shit show in the podcast world. My Gay Expose podcast. And on this week's expose, we take episode number four, Dear Straight People. And I dissect the actual fuck out of that episode and just give you all of my commentary in between and just read myself for filth. And on this fourth installment of the Roast Ronnie series, back by popular demand because for some reason. You guys like when I make fun of my fucking self. But honestly, I actually kind of enjoy it as well because I really honestly believe that you can't really take yourself too seriously if you want to be successful in life. And so therefore, just make fun of yourself at every single moment that you can. And as usual in these Roast Ronnie series volumes, whatever the fuck they're called, I'll actually make myself a cocktail just to allow myself to make it through. And I actually got pretty fucking drunk in the third installment. So (laughs) we'll just have to see how all of this shit plays itself out. And I'll probably be popping a bag of popcorn as well, just to emphasize the entertainment value that you you should expect from this week's expose. And so therefore, because we're doing this Roast Ronnie series, I actually took the liberty of deleting the re-expose and the your gay expose segment from the expose this week. And so we're just going to hop right in And I encourage you, actually, if you're listening along, just to make yourself a drink, too, because some of this shit is going to be so fucking bad. So let's get into it now. start at the beginning. I was 10 years old and I was watching like the Cosby show or so the show or some shit with my parents the Cosby show. Who watched oh. <laughs> The Cosby show. Cosby show. The Cosby show. <laughs> Do you guys remember the Cosby show? I know the kids don't remember the Cosby show. I think the kids probably only know Bill Cosby is the guy that like basically just like had his way with every woman on set sexually. But this was the actual show just to let all the kids know where all of this actually occurred when I was 10 fucking years old. The Cosby show. You know, my parents were super overly strict religious Christian parents, which kind of segues into like what we're about to talk about in this segment. And I remember we had like a list of like legitimately like five shows that we were allowed to watch my parents always had some kind of a problem with some show like there was a cartoon that we grew up on called Animaniacs which I loved but my parents told us that we could not watch that show because kids were disrespectful to adults I mean I'm gonna be honest like the fact that my parents were that strict and that they limited our television intake so aggressively. I mean, that's the reason why me and all of my brothers like have completely turned our back from the fucking Christian faith because we just, it was such a fucking turn off. And like, we literally just watched every other kid that we were friends with and how their parents let them do just about anything and just sat there at a young age wondering why our parents were so fucking crazy. And you know, truth be told, I still don't have the answer to that fucking question. (laughs) I was eating popcorn, I think. But I'll never forget that moment because as the commercials rolled by and I wasn't paying attention, suddenly 
that immaculate, beautiful male form that was Mark Wahlberg and that groundbreaking Calvin Klein underwear commercial. Oh, I masturbate to that shit to this day. Not gonna lie. Yeah, that's still actually pretty true. I mean, I find Mark Wahlberg so sexy. And I don't know if because that was just my very first fucking childhood fantasy was to see Mark Wahlberg in that beautiful chiseled body in those Calvin Klein underwear. And think about it like this, you guys. Way back when, in like the 80s, like that wasn't like a thing. That wasn't normal. You didn't see that shit on TV on a regular basis. I wonder if my parents actually know that that commercial is pretty much responsible for me discovering at such an early age that I was so fucking gay. <laughs> and it was just from that moment moving forward, I knew I was so gay. But the real sad part is that I knew that I was not supposed to be gay because of my parents and church long before I even knew what gay meant. That's right. Makes a lot of sense, right? Just like Christianity. Speaking of Christianity, um, another street activity that I participated in in junior high through high school was church choir. Like, how the fuck did my parents not know that I was so fucking gay? I was fucking a flaming little like feminine boy that basically was in the church choir growing up get the fuck out of here if you literally if my parents didn't know that I was gay they seriously were in a very heavy set case of fucking denial and when I finally did come out of the closet to my parents in my 20s like why were they not shocked and surprised <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you're, you should be seeing this shit. It's like fucking right in front of your goddamn face. Pay attention to all the signs of your kids. And just know when your kids are doing shit like this, they may or may not be gay. You know, it's really time. I, I think I got to make a cocktail because this is, this is really difficult for me to get through because it's just so slow. And I just, oh, you guys, like how was I even in my mind thinking that like edit, like doing the show way back when was ever good? Like how did I ever think that this shit was good? I, eh, oh my God. Yeah, time for that cocktail. But I was a good singer. And I remember we had this like little ensemble group that was supposed to be like the cool kids were in it. Like everybody with the, the good voices, like, were in this little select elite group of singers that were far superior to all the other kids in the choir who wouldn't be in choir regardless of whether they sang well or not. But these were the elite group of singers that showcased how amazing they were. And I looked on them with envy until my junior year when I finally made it into the ensemble I did everything in my power to belt out in song and pretend like I was straight because I was so fucking feminine that I was afraid that all the people sitting in their pews would be like, yep, that's the gay boy. So cocktail in hand. And just before I go into this specific like little critique of this portion of the expose. I just want to point out that I'm actually drinking this cocktail out of my official Rose Apothecary glass that I received from my best girl, Dorinda, for Christmas this last year. <laughs> she, she just like knows that I'm obsessed with Shit's Creek. So she bought me this cute little Rose Apothecary cocktail glass. So that is what I'm drinking my cocktail out of. But yeah, you know, yeah, I have to say, I just want to paint this picture for you because in this specific church, they put a lot of fucking money into like Broadway style performances. Like this guy who ran the show, like he knew exactly what he was doing. So it sounds like a rinky-dink little church choir. But when I talk about the ensemble being like the elite singers and we actually, like, cause I eventually made it on this ensemble and I was so fucking proud of myself. I think it was my junior year or some shit. Yeah, I 
was it my, yeah, or something, I don't know, but we actually won fucking awards, like, we were really fucking good, and I mean, again, like, how did my family just not know that I was so fucking gay, if this was like, oh, it's just like, it's all right in front of your fucking face, (laughs) cheers, by the way, but I played this role all the way through my late to early 20s because in my mind I knew that my parents expected me to get married to a nice girl preferably a Christian and produce them grandchildren well I did that but it wasn't like on purpose my god you guys this is so painful oh <laughs> uh, like it just like re-listening to this is just like oh my god just somebody fucking like hit me over the face with a fucking cast iron skillet or some shit please and put me out of my fucking misery i you guys and it, most of this shit that i'm talking about in this episode i think i've talked about on this show so many you know that's why it's kind of <laughs> bad for me to be a podcaster because I've actually had this show for like two years and sometimes I repeat things I think and I don't even realize that I actually do so yeah I had a kid because again I was very unconvincing in trying to exude being a straight individual and by the way if anyone out there in my life from this time frame wants to like just chime in and let me know if they actually fucking believe that I was straight. Please, by all do <laughs> by all means do so. Oh my god, this cocktail's already kicking in. Here we uh, go. <laughs> I continued to live my life after high school thinking that I still had to be straight. All of my close friends were straight. I wasn't exposed to anything gay. I knew nothing about it. And there was always just something inside me that just felt like it didn't fit. Something was missing. Anyway, I I met this girl at one of the restaurants I worked at, and she seemed sweet at the time. And that's as far as I'll go with that. (laughs) Yeah, well, needless to say... The girl and I splitting and parting ways definitely did not end well. We were very not good for a long time, but we had a fucking kid together. And so legitimately over the course of the last fucking 15 years, we've actually learned how to actually co-parent cohesively and all of the, you know, each year going to all of the fucking PT, what, not PTA, what the fuck is that shit? Oh, it's this cocktail. Uh, What are those fucking progress meetings or whatever the fuck they're called and you know my son always being behind and them thinking he had ADD and ADHD I think did kind of bring us closer together as like a parental unit that just knew that we just had to fucking give up all the things that we were holding against each other and move forward in our co-parenting journey together (laughs) and honestly she's I, I actually really care about her now and she's you know, doing this whole new dynamic with a new boyfriend and he has a kid and uh, you know what? We all live, we all learn, we all move on from our mistakes that we've made from our past. And I have to say, I really wouldn't pick any other mom for my son. And I don't think I could have ever said that like fucking 10 years ago. (laughs) She was kind of a selfish bitch, truth be told, but let's be real. Who of us aren't somewhat of a selfish bitch in our 20s. I mean, am I wrong? (laughs) Oh, God. I hope she doesn't hear this shit. (laughs) I swear to God, this is alcohol, like, induced. I promise. I mean, I remember when he was an infant. We worked opposite schedules. She worked days and I worked nights. And I'll never forget those moments while she would pull out of the driveway And I would instantly grab my phone and put on the first gay porn that I could find and jerk off. Moments after the tire left the curb of our driveway. 
<laughs> yep, fully in the fucking closet. You know, it's so funny because this was like the early iPhone stages, like during this time frame. So it was like, I don't remember exactly which model it was, but it was like three GS or some shit. Like, I don't, I don't fucking know. It was like third, fourth, fifth generation, something like that. But like, I didn't fully know how to get rid of like erase cookies or get rid of like your search history or any of that shit. And I was always so terrified about her actually coming across like gay related shit on my phone (laughs) to a place where I kind of like always sort of just hid my phone from her because we sort of just were we would go into each other's phones all the time for, you know, you know, just random house whatever. I don't know. Like we, we didn't hide our phones from one another is what I'm basically trying to say. God, I like made this cocktail way too fucking strong. And it's just so early into this episode. (laughs) But yeah, long story short, even way back then I was fucking jerking off to gay porn and that was it. Like I totally gay, totally new. I just was playing the role for my fucking parents. What a fucking waste, especially considering how my parents ended up like reacting to me being gay. It's like, why did I care so much? Fuck them. (laughs) That's also the alcohol to, uh, maybe not. (laughs) Oh my God, this is already such a fucking hot mess. I actually didn't come out until 2009. My son was born in 2007, so that's two more years. So, Officially, I didn't come out until 2009. And when I did come out, it was kind of an accident. Like, I told all my, like, close friends. Like, I did them once, sat them down one by one. I was nervous. But I was actually getting a really good response. So it was quite, like, surprising because I was really scared. But Facebook ended up outing me to my parents. Good old Facebook. Oh my God, I'm so fucking bored with this shit already. (laughs) Like, I'm so bad at this shit back then. It's like, get to the point. Why are you, like, I literally was like trying to get every single fucking detail about my entire fucking life post coming out of the closet so that you all just fully understood. But the reality of it is, is I'm sitting here listening to this shit and I'm like, fuck, just get on with it. Get to the goddamn point. (laughs) (laughs) so uh bad but what were we even talking about coming out of the closet yeah oh I think I'm about to set up because I made a friend on Adam for Adam you guys remember Adam for Adam I don't think the kids know what Adam for Adam was but it was like a very fucking pixelated version of like non-phone app hooking up for gays And I'm about to segue into how I met all of these military guys from Adam for Adam. And it's like, I met one, we had sex a couple times, and then I sort of just befriended all of his friends. But it was sort of this weird journey where I wasn't fully out to everyone yet, like mostly my parents. But these guys couldn't be out either because it was way back during the don't ask, don't tell era. So it was sort of like, we were all in the fucking closet together, like fucking... (laughs) Oh, God. I discovered all of my first gay moments with this group of guys, and we had a blast, at least in my mind, because it was all new to me. For the first time in my life, I finally felt like I could be who I really was, and I was living it up. Oh, my God. This is so bad. And I was living it up. Oh my God, please just fucking forgive the old 2020 version of Ronnie Washburn. He didn't know what he was doing. And now that he does know what he's doing and is currently ranked at number 14 of the best top LGBTQ plus podcasts of all time, it would only seem that maybe, just maybe now, he actually knows what he's doing. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm going to have to fucking get the popcorn going so I can sober up. Fuck! I haven't been drinking in a while, you guys. And so this cocktail's like hitting me hard. And for some reason, I think I remember saying that in the third volume of this series too. (laughs) And we all know how I turned out at the very tail end 
of that one. I was a fucking wasted ass mess. So we'll just have to see how all of this shit plays itself out. Moving forward. We spent the whole weekend having a blast. Circuit parties, bars, clubs, outdoor parties, drinking our faces off along the way. I had never seen anything like it. It was just like, it was just like heaven on earth to me. Drag queens and people in no clothes and people celebrating absolutely who they truly want to be. It was something so foreign to my strict Republican conservative ways. You know, I will say this. On the cusp of me just debuting the cute little cozy San Francisco gay bubble episode and just being in gay life in San Francisco for like the last like fucking eight plus years. This back then in this moment, talking about this back then, this was my very first San Francisco gay pride. And I was just kind kind of coming to terms with the fact that it was about to come out of the closet. So it was literally that first pride that was just absolutely fucking everything because I had never seen anything like it. And you know, they do say that like, your first pride is always the most amazing and like no other pride thereafter will ever like compare to that very first time. And that honestly is the God honest truth. It really is. And that's just too bad because pride is like my fucking Christmas. Like I love to celebrate my pride every, (laughs) my pride. Well, my pride is definitely going out the window with this week's expose, clearly, because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And clearly, I made this cocktail far too uh, strong. Oh, God. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with me? This is just such a fucking hot mess. I can't. For God's sake. So I'm going to go over a list of questions here that I feel straight people need to know that you no longer are allowed to ask us as gay people. And I believe very fervently that they only ask these things because they're trying to be cool with us, and that's cool. But pay attention. We don't like these questions. Oh my God, finally we're getting into actual, like a direction of where the episode is actually kind of now coming full circle. All of that, do you see how long it took me to get through all of that fucking boring shit? Oh my God, never fucking again. How, (laughs) how I ever thought that shit was good back then. Oh my God, so embarrassing. I just want to take this time to once again apologize for the 2020 episode number four, Dear Straight People, Ronnie Washburn, because that was just the worst and most fucking uh, mess ever. But now we're getting into the actual content of this week's expose. Have you always been gay? The fuck? Of course I've always fucking been gay. Have you always been straight? Have you always been a male? The fuck is this stupidest fucking question I've ever heard? What do you think that people just like transform? So in my current day life, I actually, and this probably just piggybacks off the cute little cozy San Francisco gay bubble episode that I exposed last week. But like I have been completely and entirely fully removed from like most straight people. And even when I am exposed to straight people, They're like gay-friendly straight people that live within the city and understand us completely and entirely. So, like, I feel like as I listen along to this shit, these are the questions that were actually asked at one point long, long ago. But now I just don't even give a shit. (laughs) It's just like, this was just, like, have you always been gay? Like, these little, literally, these ignorant straight people just don't know. They just don't know. But, like, I was just trying to be not whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Moving on. Number two. I've always wanted a gay best friend. (sighs) You know, this one's almost always done by that like white straight girl named Tiffany who has a trust fund and like has always had daddy bail her out of all of her DUIs. 
the fuck out of here. I've always wanted a gay best friend. Why? Why have you always wanted a gay best friend? Like, I don't mind being, like, I have, trust me, I have my fair share of fruit flies. I have, like, a handful of girls that I love to pieces. And the only reason why we get along is because I'm homosexual. And I'll admit it. So I just want to apologize in advance for embarrassing Tiffany's from all over the world. <laughs> I don't even, was that the name I even used? I don't think it was. <laughs> but like, honestly, I mean, this question or that statement, whatever. Oh my God, I have had way too much to drink. This statement was thrown my way so many times and it always was that girl who was Tiffany, who had a trust fund, who drove a Mercedes, and also her best friend was also named Mercedes. And they were always like, oh my God, I've always wanted a gay best friend. Yeah. Like, oh, get the fuck out of here. You don't know me. You don't know if I'm going to even like you. And clearly, if I'm already prejudging you for following into these stereotypes, then maybe we won't actually be best friends. I mean, unless you're a Kardashian and then I'm in. <laughs> oh my god i okay where's the popcorn i gotta soak up some of this fucking alcohol Ugh. and then number three this one's a good one i hope you're not gonna grab or look at my ass okay first of all i love this notion that all straight guys think that because i'm gay automatically i by default, because you're male, I'm attracted to you and I want to have sex with you. That couldn't be farther from the truth. You know, and it's always the unattractive ones who think this too. It, it always seems to crack me up. The ones that like are all uh, like weird and think like, oh my God, he's going to hit on me. It's always like your girlfriend's boy, new boyfriend or something. <sighs> Get the fuck out of here. You know, as sad as it is to say, as much as I have, like, full-on, like, immersed myself into my cute little cozy San Francisco gay bubble-esque life, I, you, you guys would be surprised how much and how often this comment actually took place. By the way, I, hello, popcorn. Where is that? So, I'm just, I have to, just, it's just so entertaining how bad I am, you guys. Like, I have to get popcorn just to make it through this entire journey but this really, honestly, was that ignorant, like, oh my god, is he looking at my ass? Like, oh my god, does he want to have sex with me? No, bitch, you're ugly, and I'm not attracted to your ugly straight ass. <laughs> Period. Did you think you were always going to be gay? Um, did you think that you were always going to be a college dropout? Or is the answer to your question. Okay, now I'm just getting spiteful. <laughs> God damn. Like the uh, 2020 Ronnie Washburn was just a little angry and just a little green and didn't really know how to fucking maneuver through like making fun of that type of a situation. But truth be told, this does, you know, happen often. Like people would ask me that. Like, did you always know that you were gay? And I think the dynamic of me having a kid probably play like a certain role in that, so to speak, you know? So whatever, it is what it is. But like, I was just like, have you always been straight? Did you always, like, you fuck, like God, I'm so fucking bitter. <laughs> now I just don't even give a shit. Are you the man or the woman in your relationship? Okay, this one really pisses me off. Look, there's no man and no woman in the relationship. My relationship actually right now is like a prime example of how not true this situation is. My boyfriend and I evenly flip fuck. Hey, listen, we all know there's a top and we all know there's a bottom and we all know that there are some gays out there that like to dabble in both. So that just because you bottom doesn't fucking mean that you're the woman in the relationship. This is honestly like a very, very ridiculous question to even ask because no, we're both fucking men. That's why we're fucking gay. Oh my God. <laughs> uh. 
he's not any less submissive than I am and I'm not any more dominant than he is. Like we're both pretty equal when it comes to submission and dominance and getting stuff done and any of the little things in our relationship. Like one doesn't dominate the other and one doesn't submit to the other. I mean, we both have our moments of dominance and submission, but like there's not a guy and girl role. And by the way, fuck you for expecting that to still be a thing in 2020. Nope, totally not true. We were not very equal in flip fucking. As a matter of fact, I think I probably fucked him um, like only a handful of times. And most of the time I was fucking wasted. And so that's probably why I agreed to fuck him in the first place. But that is not true. I'm calling myself out for that little fib. <laughs> that I may have just delusionalized myself back in 2020 of thinking that I was actually a fucking thing. By the way, as a side note, in this time frame when I recorded this episode, my boyfriend at the time and I were so new that I think I thought the potential for that was there, which is why I was saying that, but it most definitely did not go down in that way. As a matter of fact, we had sex so many times, I can't even count in like the stars in the sky but I almost always exclusively bottomed. And as far as like comparing the dominance or submissiveness in our relationship outside of the bedroom, fuck no, I controlled that shit. You better fucking believe that I did. (laughs) Oh my God, looking back, it's so bad how much I just had no fucking clue. (laughs) Oh my God, this is a mess. You're gay? Cool, maybe you know my cousin. (sighs) Yeah, Jared, I know your cousin. Jared from Ohio. Yes, I know your cousin because he's the only other person in this world that's gay. And by the way, we all live in the same cage together. Wow, bitter much? (laughs) I'd like to apologize to Jared from Omaha, Nebraska. I don't know if you actually even exist because... I think I just made that up in that moment. But I, if you're from Omaha, Nebraska, just don't mind me. That was just me in 2020. So I <laughs> clearly was trying to be insulting, but like not be insulting directly to you and wherever you're from. So please don't take it to heart. Also, this is kind of one of those things that it, it is kind of annoying where people think that because their cousin's gay or some shit like that, that automatically you know them somewhere, somehow, you guys are both gay, right? You have to know each other. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly right. You you guessed it. We all like fucking, <laughs> we all know each other. Get the fuck out of here. So do you like watching gay porn? Uh, do you like watching straight porn? Of course I like watching gay porn. I like dick. What the fuck porn do you think I'm going to watch? So, this one needs a drink of cocktail for sure, like. Oh, shit, I just shotgunned that shit. (laughs) Oh, my God, this is not going to be a good outcome. Okay, so, believe it or not, somebody actually did ask me that once. They said, so, when you watch porn, do you actually watch gay porn? I'm like, what the fuck? Why would I watch straight porn? Why? Why would I watch straight porn? Like, I don't like vagina. Like, no, I... (laughs) just don't yes you guys this was a real fucking question that was thrown my way so many years ago really (laughs) and there goes cocktail number one is by the way uh just to let you guys know my rose apothecary uh cocktail glass isn't actually a cocktail glass it's actually a pounder size glass so Yes, I just drank a whole one of those. And let's just say the vodka content in the cocktail was very heavy-handed. There's a gay guy that I work with. You two would totally hit it off. And why is that? Because we're both gay? Yeah, this one's kind of an annoying-ass one, too. They're like, oh, I know a gay guy that I work with. You guys would totally hit it off. Oh, really? Why? Because we're both fucking gay? Fuck you. I don't think that you would hit it off with the girl that I work with. 
Go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh my God, I am so tipsy right now. Woo! <laughs> Whose idea was this shit anyway? Oh yeah, it was mine. So you have a son. Cool. So are you bi? Did you adopt? Did you used to be straight? <sighs> I'm not even going to go into that one. This is actually probably one that I don't think many other gays deal with on a regular basis because clearly I'm one of the only gays that I know that actually had a son before I you know, fully embraced my gayness. So, I mean, okay, this is a fair question, but for God fucking sakes, can you not just ask every other time, every other time you meet me? Fuck! <laughs> no, I have one thing to say about this question. I love dick. Big, giant, juicy, Latin, uncut dick. <laughs> and that's it. So, do you give it or do you take it? I don't know, Paul. Do you give it or do you take it too? Wow, that was a really fucking terrible response to that question. I don't know, Paul. Do you give it or you do take it too? Oh, God, this is the painful part of what we have to come to terms with the fact that is in our past and documented and free for all to hear on the fucking internet. And that is a big part of why I actually have to make myself go back through and roast the actual fuck out of myself. Because as RuPaul says, if you can't make fun of yourself, then how the hell are you going to make fun of somebody else? And I actually believe that, even though RuPaul doesn't exactly say it like that. <laughs> oh my God, I'm fucking drunk. I just, there's just so many straight people out there who, like, I get that you're trying, I get the efforts there. You're trying to, like, bond with me, and you know absolutely nothing about gay people. I understand that. I can't tell you how many of my best girlfriends, various boyfriends over the course of the last few years have tried to do tried to say any of these numerous questions to me and it just never ceases to amaze me that they all say the exact same questions and it blows my mind like i get that it's a sincere like fucking attempt at trying to like i said bond with me because you know nothing about what it means to be gay or that you know, you have nothing in common to talk with me about because you know that I'm fucking gay. This is very common with a lot of my fucking close girlfriends, like new boyfriends. It's like they really try. They want to make an effort. Like, it's cute. Like, yeah, whatever. But like, if you're not gonna like make any sort of an attempt to make any sort of research on my life or know anything about me and just like, just make these ignorant ass fucking comments, then just don't even fucking talk to me. Thank God, you guys, that I'm not exposed to this type of straight scenario very often anymore. Oh, yeah. Like, literally how times have changed. It's so fucking crazy. That literally was only like two fucking years ago. And I was feeling very convicted on sharing that people actually do these things to gay people. So just think about that for a moment. The next time you get with a girl and... They just so happen to have a gay best friend because we're fucking watching. <laughs> but here is my hands down favorite one that I get asked and sometimes by straight friends who don't know any better and God bless them. They try, but they still ask. So when you take a dick up your ass, how do you know it's going to be clean? Oh, that one hurts to answer. Oh my fucking God. Okay, I gotta quit this shit. This is like, really. I'm gonna go make myself another cocktail because I just needed to get through even though I'm buzzed as shit. But also, we're about to segue into the final story of this week's terrible and just absolute fucking green misguided expose. 
like two years ago when I thought it would be cute to tell a story about my first interactions dating a guy that I little did I know was hiding the fact that he actually was straight. Well, not exactly that he was straight because clearly if he's trying to date me, he's not fucking straight, but he was pretending to be straight and you'll find out about that shit now. It all began as a fairy tale bliss and I should have known that there was without a doubt some sort of a catch. Guys, listen, just from my expert opinion, if you think that everything is like puppies and kittens and you would describe something that you're starting with a new guy as fairy tale bliss, I'm here to tell you that that shit's going to end before you even think that it will. <laughs> Not to sound all doom and gloom or anything, but that's just real talk, gay life 101 for sure. I mean, it was too good to be true. Everything about him was perfect. Listen, if you have to actually say the phrase, it was too good to be true, then it's fucking too good to be true. <laughs> oh my God, just listen to the words that are coming out of your mouth in that moment. And then you'll understand fully that you're about to make a fucking big ass mistake. Like, where did you come from? After dating a bunch of losers, like, consecutively in a row, I was getting really frustrating with the San Francisco dating scene and thought maybe it was time to jump back into just fucking. I should have taken my own fucking advice in that moment and just gone back into fucking. <laughs> because I for some stupid reason, saw all of the fucking gay red flags of popping up about this guy left and right. But still, somehow, I decided to continue to maneuver through what it was to see this guy that just seemed too good to be true. Oh, I should have just opened up my grinder and just go sit on a fucking grinder dick. That would have just made more sense. And oh my God, I'm getting so drunk. Also, I noticed that I said dating loser after loser after loser after loser. And guess what, you guys? All the way now in 2022, I'm still dating loser after loser after loser after fucking loser. Oh, God. Let's drink to that. But then I met him. His name was Bobby, and he was gorgeous. He had that perfectly dark, olive-looking skin Hair that was like something out of the magazine of showcased on a gorgeous shirtless supermodel. Yeah, uh, duh. Red flag, red flag, red flag. AKA, something isn't quite right here. And you're about to find out what that is. <laughs> oh my God. It's so fun to look back on how stupid you were literally just like two years ago. What a fucking mess. No wonder my therapist has her hands full with me pretty regularly. <laughs> Why he matched with me on Tinder, I don't know. Because Tinder sucks. And as we've exposed in one of the episodes of this series, fuck Tinder. <laughs> in fact, he was so good looking, I thought for sure. He was one of those like weird bot things that you encounter from time to time where they try to get you to like hook up with you or something. But then it's like some kind of like subscription website or something. Find singles in your area. Blah, blah, blah. Are you over 21? Yada, 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 whatever. Sex website bots on any of the sex apps is so 2000. Now, now it's all about guys trying to rake you into cryptocurrency. <laughs> Oh, it's so sad because it's so true. I think he was like Italian or something, and he had that look. The hot-bodied perfection in itself was more than I could bear. There just had to be something wrong with him, for sure. Maybe he chewed with his mouth open. 
Maybe he snorted when he laughed. Maybe he pees sitting down on the toilet. Who knows? There's got to be something wrong with him. Didn't I already say that he was Italian once before? <laughs> oh my God. What the fuck? See, I have all the receipts listed on this expose that just show you how bad I actually fucking was and why I'm drinking my face off right now in this moment. So one day, we decided to meet up for drinks at the Blush Wine Bar here in the Castro. I know I've said this before, but I was so bold to name drop actual, like, business entities way back when. And again, back then, I didn't think that they would, like, find out. But now that my show's getting so much fucking attention, especially here in SF, that's dangerous fucking territory. Please, Blush Wine Bar, do not sue me. <laughs> or maybe you should. Who knows? The night was going well. But as I started to get to know Bobby, I noticed one thing. As we got to know each other and talked and shared stories about one another, I noticed that I was doing all the talking. He didn't reveal anything about himself. And if he did, he revealed work. Honestly, in my defense, I am almost always the one that is doing all the talking. <laughs> Because I'm usually attracted to guys that end up being super fucking shy, which I can't handle because I'm just so not shy ever in any scenario, really. So that is like kind of a thing that's normal. But like in this case, this guy was actually not revealing anything. Like he wouldn't tell me anything about his life. And we had been seeing each other for a little while now. So I'm like, okay, it might be good to maybe get some details on like the rest of your life other than, you know, just the face-to-face -face bullshit conversation that we're having here. But again, this was a huge fucking red flag, of course. And I think he was like in real estate, or at least that's what he said. But it was all vague and nothing made sense. He didn't talk about people in his life. He didn't talk about family or friends or anything. It was, it was just work. Remember the real estate moment, because that actually makes for a good story towards the tail end of this episode that I actually have to explain because in the original episode, somebody came for me and I'll tell you why later. <laughs> oh my God. Oof. What's this guy's deal? Ugh, he's withholding. That's it. That's why I'm so into him. Of course. You know how it is. You're always into the guys that are exactly the opposite of what you should be into. And that's why you're into them. Yeah, if you listen along to this show, you know that every bad attribute ever that you would recognize in any guy are the attributes that I'm like all in, balls in... <laughs> attracted to for sure like if you're the absolute wrong type of guy for me on so many different levels then that is the guy I want so badly <laughs> you can identify with this shit right I know you do a couple more dates a couple more weeks and I was starting to even notice in our text messaging thread that things were just super short. And sometimes I would text him and it would be a couple days before he'd get back to me. And sometimes I would text him and he would get back to me right away. Just to take a little side note here, I can't tell you how much of a fucking mindfuck this kind of shit is when you're actually just starting to get to know somebody and you're kind of dating them and they, like, sometimes they text you, then they don't, then they do, then they don't, and they text you a lot, then they don't text you and you're just like, what the fuck? You're, like, in your head, like, at the therapist's office, sitting on that little green therapy couch and just, does he like me? Does he not? Does he like me? Does he not? Does he like me? Does he not? Fuck that shit. <laughs> Dorinda knows how to find absolutely anything about anyone on social media. And she showed me her ways. I had invested enough time into Bobby. It was time for me to go in 
and really find out what was going on here. And when I found his profiles, ugh, you'll never believe what I found. This girl is actually so fucking good at being that social media stalker. She actually, kind of like a sidebar here, when she was having problems with one of her past boyfriends and she thought he was cheating on her, which he actually was, she actually found out that he was cheating on her with a girl who just so happened to be like best friends with a guy that I was fucking. The crazy part is, is I didn't even tell her that I was fucking this guy. And she knew. She was like, you can't fuck him anymore. I was like, what the fuck? How did you even know? She's just, it's a gift. And she taught me her ways. (laughs) But you guys, the shit that I found on this guy's fucking profile, unfucking real First of all, I found several photos with a girl, which is fine. But maybe it's something like the opening story. It didn't seem like it was like, hey, girl. It seemed more like, hey, girl. Oh, my God. Shut the fuck up. What was I even fucking thinking? Oh, my God. I'm so fucking embarrassed for myself in this moment. Was this guy straight? As I scrolled through all the photos, I couldn't make it out for sure. That could be a friend. It could be a coworker. It could be a sister. It could be anyone. Or... It could be his girlfriend or his wife. And then I found the kids. Two kids. Young kids. Oh, God. So clearly he's not straight. Like, like, was this guy straight? No, he wasn't straight because he was trying to get in my ass. (laughs) Oh, God. And that's when I found his Instagram. I almost wish I hadn't found his Instagram because that was basically the deal breaker. Not only did I see pictures of him on his Instagram with those kids and that same girl, but I also saw Bobby behind a pulpit. That's right. I found Bobby behind a church pulpit. Dun, dun, dun. The plot now officially takes the twist that you never saw coming. I know I said that he was a real estate agent before, but you're actually about to figure out what I meant by that in just a few moments. Bobby was a pastor. So it was over, obviously. So naturally, I did the only thing I thought possible to do. We went on a date. I said nothing. I was going to see if I could get it out of him. But then, but then we went into the bedroom and then we had sex. And dear God, wasn't it not like top five best sex ever. Rocked my world. What the fuck? Probably because he was a pastor Maybe in my mind, I got off just a little bit more than I should have. And it's just that whole thing about it's because you're sleeping with somebody you shouldn't be. I think that's why you know what I'm talking about. I know you do. You definitely know what I'm fucking talking about. It was like, seriously, even to this fucking day, you guys, one of my top five best sexual sessions of all time. And it it really kind of was because I knew it was over and because he was a pastor and I knew he shouldn't be having sex with men and X, Y, Z, fill in all the blanks as you will. But like, it was really fucking hot. And also, I love how I'm just passive aggressively like trying to like not just bust him out instantly when I find out, but I want to see if he's actually going to tell me for himself. And I like just asked all these questions that sort of would segue to that like confession, but I never fucking got it. I ended up having to like eventually bust him out. But first I had to get the sex in. Wouldn't you? (laughs) But on that, my gay walk of shame home, I realized 
that I would never talk to Bobby again. First of all, whose house we were at, I don't know because there was nobody home and there were no family photos. It just so happens that I didn't realize until this very moment, you guys, I'm about to set you up for this one. This is real. I didn't put two and two together that just because I knew that he was a real estate agent, I didn't even think about the fact that he was also a pastor. And someone actually went through the motions of calling me out on this saying, but you said he was a real estate agent. Are you making up this story? And I was like, no, it like, listen, as an, very educated statement that I'm about to make here. I know firsthand being in the Christian church and growing up in the Christian church my entire life, pastors don't make shit. So they almost always have to have some sort of second job or side hustle or something to that effect. And this is exactly what it was. Confirmed, actually confirmed through another friend a few years later, like was a pastor, real estate agent. We had sex in one of his show homes or like a home that he was trying to sell. Like that shit was fucking real. Can you believe that shit? How crazy is that? I don't know whose bed we had sex in, and I don't even know whose house we had sex in. Who knows whose house that was? If it was his house, he was in real estate. Oh, fuck, he was in real estate. I literally just put that together. He probably, oh, my God, it was probably a show house. <laughs> literally, that was not staged. That was not, like, fake. That was all Real. As I was recording, as the words were coming out of my mouth, my brain legitimately just put two and two together in that moment. <laughs> Thank fucking God that we have this Roast Ronnie series that we've created to actually go back deep within the My Gay Expose podcast archives and just figure out how much of a stupid, ridiculous, bad, awful podcast host that I used to be. And you guys, it hasn't got much better. <laughs> I'm just good at it now. Oh God, that's it. That's the end. So dear straight people, these are the things that we no longer want to hear from you. today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, tops or bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, transgender and questioning? Well, I'd like to think we learned a whole hell of a lot. We actually learned that I didn't get near as drunk in this week's expose as I did in the third volume of this Roast Ronnie series because I was a hot ass mess in this moment as I was recording the final portion of the episode, I had to concentrate so hard to make sure I said everything correctly. It was so bad. But I am pretty buzzed in this moment and might still fumble through the tail end of all the credits of this week's expose. We learn that pastors like Dick too and often will have sex with boys in show homes or houses that they're trying to sell. We learned that I was so fucking god awful way back when and thank god I have found my bossy power bottom voice and have debuted it live on this show for all to hear and we also learned that the wind is blowing really hard today and my door is just slamming back and forth so that's probably what you're hearing in the background but who fucking cares because this show is just such a hot ass mess anyways why keep it professional right i think that's why you guys like it anyway okay there's the alcohol fucking talking i'm just rambling on so with that don't forget to call the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. Call in, leave a message, and tell me which episode that are deep within the archives that you want me to roast next. And with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click 
five stars. And don't forget to turn on those notifications on Spotify if you listen there. And what's next? (laughs) Apparently I'm not as sober as I think. Oh, God. With that, don't forget to follow on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Exposing My Gay. And check out the latest piece to the My Gay Expose podcast puzzle. The official My Gay Expose podcast website at mygayexposepodcast.com. And don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me, Exposing My Gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will get drunk and be a hot-ass mess with you next time. <laughs>